What's good, everybody, and welcome to Moments with the Mobleys. I am your man, Johnny Mobley Jr. I'm his wife, Deidre Mobley. She's my wife. She's red and she's spicy today. And we something like an ordinary couple. <laughs> with extraordinary purpose. What's up, Spice? Hey, baby. <laughs> D-Spice. <laughs> really? What's going on? I'm good. How about you? I'm all right. You look nice. Got a fresh cut. Yeah, and you as well. Yeah. Fresh cut and sprinkle with a little little spiciness on it. Little spice. Mm-hmm. So you asked me, you say so my wife can get any hairstyle she wants. I'm not she knows what I like, but I'm not against her getting whatever she likes because it's at the end of the day it's her decision and she needs to find out what she likes. But the one thing that she always asks, she she says, and she took her a minute to figure out this because she'll be like, you ain't said you liked it. And you, I mean, you ain't don't think I'm cute and all. I said, you got to give me a minute because, you, you know, you've been rocking this other one for a minute. So she said, this morning, she said, I said, you like your hair? She said, I do like it. And she said, do you like it? And then she said, it's going to take you a minute. I said, it's going to take me a minute. I do like it because it's nice and neat and it don't look crazy on her head. But as far as my wife with red hair, you got to get used to that. I just ain't, you know, you know, I'm, and that might be, that might be the old school, the compartmentalization in me. I come home, I see you the same way all the time. Boom, boom, boom. So, you know, and this is how, this is what she does. That's why she's, she's the, She's the the sugar to my Kool-Aid. That's what why. What kind of Kool-Aid, baby? Huh? What kind of Kool-Aid? Red, of course, because okay. you got the red. Okay. Sir. But I if anything, I'm I'm just I'm happy that you're not afraid to venture out and try new things mm-hmm. when it comes to stuff. So that's what I like. And whatever you like, I am going to always be honest with you. But at the end of the day, it's you, it's your body. And I want you to explore however you need to explore to find what you like. So thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Greetings, salutations, accolades, and don't blessings. be trying to take it. You ain't. You don't. Greetings, want it. salutations, and accolades, and blessings, y'all. You don't want it. You don't want it. You don't want it. You don't want it. I do want it. What are we talking about today? What are we doing? So, what are we talking about today? Um, we talking about vests and shirts because that's what you're looking at. Your mama looking at vests and shirts. How about that? She probably is looking at something for your daddy. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that was that was good. That was good. That was good. Come on, let's start this real episode. Don't no, no start her. You know, I don't have nothing but your mama. So. No, what? What did you say? Hmm? What'd you say? Jerry. You don't have nothing but my mama. Yeah. That's all. That's only coming. You need some gloss for your lips? Why? They chat? Well, you just drunk the water, so they're not right now, but they probably are going to get. Excuse me, that way. You want a kiss? Sure. I'm just ask that for that because you're trying to talk about if I want gloss. You need some gloss because they're gonna be, they're gonna be. Well, you, you real shy. Okay, there you go. I gave you some. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I use that. Tastes like watermelon. But I don't want to taste it. Okay. Well, I'm tasting the gloss. Okay. Mm. You got a little, just enough shine on them. I don't want them shiny. No, they're not shiny. Mm-hmm. They look like you put comics on them. What are we talking about today? You tell me. Tell the people what we're talking about. Hey, Words. patrons. Hey, mob stars. Hey, all of y'all. How y'all doing today? What's happening, y'all? Um, so today we You saying are, what's happening? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I just said what's happening, like what's going on. Oh, okay. You? Huh? It's your world. I was talking to the patrons. Oh, go ahead. And we were just speaking to the patrons. Yes, sir. Hey, y'all. Okay, so as we move forward, um, we're going to talk about the power of words. Um, We have done an episode on words 
quite a while ago, um, but I believe we need to talk about it again. Mm-hmm. Um, just because how how important it is. Um, it's it the power the words that you use can can not only build up someone, but they can break it down. But it also speaks to your thought pattern of how you think. And that's the most important thing. So we're going to move forward with it. How you going to just pause and drink some water right there? Because I'm doing the podcast with you. I mean, if I'm doing it by myself, then I, I you need to get out the picture. Well, while he's taking a drink of water, um, if you're new to this podcast, we are Moments with the Mobleys, um, and we would love for you to go on over to YouTube and subscribe to our page. Um, join the Mob Stars on Facebook and Patreon. Um, all the links are in, this, are in the description below. I'm tongue-tied this morning. A little bit. The links are in the description below. And if you aren't new, but you've been here for a while... Um, you've listened to the episodes and you've, you're rocking with us. If we've helped you in any way, in any way in your relationship, make sure you share our um, our, our Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Just share our name and our information. And you can share momentswiththemobiles.com with your friends or family or um, anybody that you come into contact with that would love a good podcast to listen to. Um, again, our website is momentswiththemobiles.com. Our YouTube channel is Moments with the Mobleys. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn is Moments with the Mobleys, as well as TikTok is that same name. The only different um, name that we have for um, a social media site is our Twitter. And on Twitter, we're Mobley Moments. So we appreciate it. We thank you in advance. Um, And for the new ones, welcome. We hope you enjoy the ride with us. Tell the good folks what we... What are we talking about today, babe? The power of words. Absolutely. So let's go. The power of words, Excel. Is that a thing? Allison, is that a thing? It can be. You heard what I said? I said the power of words, Excel. Excel? Excel. Like Excel. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, it can be if you want it to be. Do what I was talking about. I thought you said Excel, right? Oh, yeah. Or Excel and moving something. No. Yeah, I wasn't sure. We talked about the power words before. We but, have. Um, and the reason we brought this on is, um, of course, y'all know we we do life coaching um, with couples, um, marriage coaching, and this is one of the things that we found with one of our couples that they were. It's not as important as it should be in a relationship, right? So it's causing them not to to conflict a lot. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, causing them to separate more than anything else. Um, as y'all know, as y'all know, we always say um, you communicate to listen and not to respond. Um, not feeling like you were attacked, understanding and comprehending that you're on the same team. And we're building something together and not apart. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are right now. Um, I thought it was very, very important. And my wife also thought it was very, very important. Um, and we just want to revisit. And right now in the world, um, publicly, celebrities, there's a lot of people getting divorces. Mm-hmm. A lot of people getting divorces. Um, and there's a lot of people that's not on camera that's getting divorces. There's a lot of people in the church was, you know, that percentage was already a nice, healthy percentage. Um, well, not healthy, but a nice percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, I believe that it's a myth that if you get married, although you haven't had premarital counseling um, and you were once a sinner, and then you're now you quote unquote a Christian. So surely if we get married and we are Christians, that everything will just fall into place. But it's still work that has to be done. It's still work that has to be done on 
the husband and the wife as individuals mm-hmm. if they have past stuff that they just haven't dealt they haven't dealt with and then once you start your marriage and your Christianity and walking with God it's it's a growth it's just a growth um every level requires growth it requires for you to go deeper requires requires you to mature it never stops i've said this before and we uh, we'll say it again in your entire lifetime you will never get everything that god has for you you just won't like you can you can receive a lot what god has for you and you can live a pretty purpose-filled life when it's attached to god if god told you to do it but we have such to get that <laughs> just to just to get the comprehension and to get through our personal stuff. Um, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to get to another level, and you think where you're at is where where we're gonna be, and then that's not how it works. So let's get into it. Okay. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words have never hurt me. That is a myth. Because if words will never hurt you, why people use it all the time? And why do they hurt you? They do hurt. So, not only are we going to talk about this, so the power of words, it's literally... In every lane, doesn't matter what you do, who you are, it's in every lane. If you're not married and you have a business, the power of words is a very important characteristic to have. You don't want people on your team in a business and being an entrepreneur that are negative. So when I tell you the power of words is clearly across the board in every lane, um, and the words that you use, and, and let me let me say this. I don't have to. A lot of people, because I I got a psychology background, they feel like when I talk to them, they're being analyzed, and that's the way my mind works. As a psychologist, I, I my mind, I'm thinking, I'm always, you know, but it's not nothing that I want to do. It's just how I'm wired. And if we don't have to talk about it, then I'm not trying to get in stuff that folk don't want help with. So, and that's for me and my wife. But at the same time, it's just how my mind is wired. So when I do talk to people, but the anal- when when you talk to a therapist or anybody, they you they listen to your words, but they listen to the words that you're saying to to understand how your thinking process is. Your thinking process has to change for your words to change. You only say what's in your mind. You can't, you know, unless you put something else in your mind and your thinking process changes, then your words will change. But as long as you're thinking one way, then your words come out from your thinking. So I can usually analyze people pretty quick just by how they talk. Mm -hmm. The words that they use how they respond in different situations. I can just figure stuff out. And it's it's not hard. You don't even have to have that type of background to figure it out. But um, to help them, you need to have that type of background. You need to have a therapist, a counselor, psychologist. You have to have that kind of background to help someone out. But at the end of the day, I can always tell how a person thinks by what they say out of their mouth. Now, if I meet you for one time and you know how, you know, your representative real sharp and, you know, they do your five, 10 minute, 15 minute little presentations, then, yeah, I might not. I can, most of the time I can feel, Mm -hmm. because if you're putting on too much, then, yeah. But I can feel, but uh, like I said, I'm not, that's not my goal when I'm, discussing or talking to somebody just having a casual conversation i do listen to words a lot though and i am 
me and my wife, we are agent changers. So we take that responsibility. It comes with the territory. So, yeah, we are positive. We do talk, say positive stuff, even though we don't feel it all the time. Um, we're not we're not soft, but we definitely are safe. You know, we're not, we are saved, but we're not soft. Um, we're very smart, very intelligent people. And when we move, we move, we move together, whether we're physically together or not. So with that being said, um, let's talk a little bit about the power of words. Okay. You all right? Because you're not eight. You look like you over there sleepy. No, you're talking like you're a little bit sleepy. Emma? You are. Emma? <laughs> <Allison, Emma? laughs> you talk like you, like you vibing. You're just vibing. I'm thinking, you know, the coffee helped me out a lot. A lot. I think I'm able to talk now. Before, I wasn't talking or nothing. So, now I'm talking a little bit more. You are? Yeah. Well, let's move. Let's move. What we talk about? You wasn't here from all of <laughs> I just said what we was. I don't understand. I know what, what the- we're talking about. I don't mean that literally. Okay, so like you were saying, um, the the old adage of the sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Um, we, I even said that a lot. You know, when we were growing up, we that's what we said. I, I kind of feel like that's what everybody said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But in essence, it's um, it's, it's not true. It's far from the truth. Yeah. And not only can, um, you know, there has been scientific study that shows that not only does it, um, the negative words affect your, um, you know, affect you, affects you deeply on a psychological level, but it actually um, impacts the outcome. It can impact the outcome. Of people's, you know, of people's lives. Yeah, because sometimes what you say, just like I said, a, a person emotionally feels whatever their lifestyle is from their culture, of their living up, their Excuse background, me. their environment. So we have traumas that we walk through life, and because we physically feel like we walked out of something, you mentally haven't left there yet. So it sticks with you. So physically moving out of something... You have to change it here first and be healed here before it's completely gone. So, but some people feel like if I don't see it no more, if I pull myself out of it, then I can build from here. Mm-hmm. But you're not, you're building on something that will eventually grow. It, it's there. So right. it has to be pulled up by the root. It has to be destroyed. So the trauma is still there. It's just waiting on some type of residue or something to remind you of it. And then that's when it will be reactivated. And then that's when people get to a level of success that they feel like they are at physically, um, whether that's financially or whatever. And then mentally, they still haven't dealt with their trauma. But Mm. they feel like because of the stuff I have that I didn't have when I was growing up and the things that I'm doing that I didn't do when I was growing up and all this other stuff. And some of these people are very, very, you know, positive, quote-unquote positive role models, you know, to other people, mm-hmm. and they make good decisions when it comes to other people, and, you know, they talk positive and affirmations to other people, but when it comes to themselves, they're not, they don't deal with it. Mm-hmm. So it's like... You can give and help other people, but you're not doing it for yourself, which at some point in time means you're going to run out. You're just going to be on empty. Um, What we were also, um, when we read um, the information, um, and this is from like a neuroscience institute, um, that you found this information on their website. And basically they were saying like when, especially in um, maybe from a parent to a child or a husband to a wife or a wife to a husband, vice versa, in, in different relationships, what it's saying is that when negative words are constantly spoken over a person, they release, it releases stress. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It releases stress. Um the and it causes 
Okay, here it is. Here, here's the words. Anxiety-inducing hormones in yeah. subjects. So the person becomes more stressful, more stressed out, and is prone to have, you know, having anxiety real bad and all that stuff is going on when you're speaking negative words Absolutely. versus the positive words. Um, you have a, a, you know, a totally direct opposite response from it. So the people who say, excuse me, you know, if I say this, it's going to make me feel better. So if I have this thought and I tell this person this, then it's going to make me feel better. And that's a myth. That's not that's not true. It's 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 not true. Um, the one thing that me and my wife really, really, really practice is being solution minded. And that's in any area, any situation, whatever the case is, we always go and find whatever the issue or the problem is. And then now how can we solve that? And what can we do to make that either go away or have a solution to it where we can move forward or whatever the case is. And that was a practice that we practice in our relationship first. And now it's just the way we think. We're always thinking solution minded. So if we're in a situation where we're thinking solution minded and it's other people in it and they're not thinking solution minded, then what usually happens is then we have to remove ourselves from whatever that situation is and just remove ourselves because we're not having 25 meetings about what happened, why it happened, who fought it was, all this stuff. We need to solve it. Right. And then we can find out where the error went at and then delete that part from our process. Because people are human, they're going to make mistakes, and it is what it is. But if we're not having a conversation about how we can solve this, then no, we don't we don't want to be a part of the conversation to just keep talking about who did it, why they did it, what's wrong with them, can you explain why you did this, and it wasn't, you know, we just not gonna be a part of that. We have a process to how we do it. Um, and everybody might not agree with it, but we have found it to be very, very healthy because for one, if we have an issue and you have a we come up with a solution, then it helps you move a lot quicker. And the momentum and the consistency doesn't break. So if you're moving in something and you're being consistent and then you have one thing and then everybody flocked to this one thing and now we're here for four, five, six hours, days, months at a time, then now whatever you were doing, the momentum and the consistency has broken. So what that usually means is that's a distraction. So whatever you was doing to help, to move, to impart, to make people's lives better, that doesn't stop now. To make money, it stopped. So it's literally a distraction. And the BRM, which is business, business relationship management, is a it's something I've been reading, I've stumbled upon a while ago. Um, and I've just been going and reading different things because we're entrepreneurs and it's a it's we we own a business. Um, so and it's stuff that I want to just make sure either we can use it or we can't. But everybody on our team, everybody in our family, they know we're we purposely are positive people. The only people that might see us not so positive at some point in time, only person that might see me not so positive at some point in time. It's this woman right here because I'm completely naked and transparent with her. Now, everybody else, I go to work. I just don't talk that much. And people can sense something wrong, but I still say great morning. Um, you know, it's a great day. Just walk it out. Um, it's custom made already for us to be successful. Just believe that, move in it, and walk forward no matter what. You know, be successful. Um be positive. It's a choice. It's, it's not something that's given to you. You have to make a choice and a, a decision to be that. Yeah. So you have to move in that. And that's what I say all around my office. Every day when I go in all the time. And yeah, I, sometimes I have gems to drop on some people. But then other times, I ain't in the mood. So instead of me going around and... Being negative, being negative, I just I'm just quiet. 
I say very little, but what I do say is still positive. Johnny, are you all right? I'm not going to lie and say I'm fine. Yeah, I got some stuff I'm working on right now, but it's I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'll be all right. I'll get through it. And they're like, oh, we hope you feel better. I'm fine. I'll be all right. I'll get through it. Yeah. Um, one of the quotes that one of the gentlemen used on this side, it says, by holding a positive and optimistic word in your mind, you stimulate the frontal lobe activity, which is the area where um, those are where the language centers are um, that connect directly to the motor cortex that's responsible for you moving into action. And so the longer you concentrate on positive words, positive things, the more it spreads to other parts of the brain. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what is it saying? What is literally saying is your words do matter. So the things that we heard as children, the things that we may have repeated as children that are now that have now become maybe embedded in us, um, the words that were spoken to us or over us, um, it can either work for our good or work for our bad. If they're, you know, positive words and that's going to encourage and uplift and cause you know what I'm saying? Just a positive reaction, a positive mood or attitude yeah. for this, you know, for this certain child. Or And we're saying that because it's going back to that old adage of the, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones that we use as in our childhood. But um, we've experienced, I think, and we've used that to see how that even works, like in our ch- in our family in our relationship with our children and our relationship with our grandkids, you intentionally started early with the girls by telling them, you know, that you're beautiful, you know, Um, you are beautiful and, you know, wonderfully made by God and just, you know, constantly called, told them that they were beautiful and constantly showed them and treated them as such. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, of course you may have, you know, that, that um, instance where, um, especially if you have a lot of children, you may have that in- instance where, you know, um, because of life situations that maybe the child has decided decisions, decisions that they've made. They may not feel that way, you know, mm-hmm. and may, may need that as they the older that they get, you know, may kind of forget who they are and, and what was was given to them and what was spoken over them and what was affirmed in them. But eventually they'll come back to it or they just need to be reminded of it. Um, and so that's the one thing that that. And so now when, when we relate it to words hurting in relationships, um, the one thing that, you know, Johnny and I have seen and hear lately, like. Words hurt. Kill people's self-esteem, um, just their or overall. Right. Right. Exactly. But what we've been seeing here lately is dealing with some some um, things or or with some people who have been just having real issues on how to communicate and thinking that using negative words, but thinking they're going to get positive results from it. Yeah. And it's not the case. It's not going to happen. How, how do you think or this using negative words? But then saying, that's not what I'm, what I want to happen over, over my child or over, you know, over their life or over their whatever. Well, you got to think about what, even to your spouse, you got to think about what you're saying because in the heat of the moment and nine times out of 10 in the heat of the moment or in the heat of an argument, we're literally not thinking about what we're saying. We're just saying stuff, especially if we now have to put up a wall of defense because someone else, you know, was coming at us or you felt like they were bashing you, these words are, I'm using these words to hurt you, to strike you, to to tear you down, to make you feel less than. And that's what those words normally do and are used for. And then, and, and this is the, here's, here's where, this is where the trick comes in at, because you feel like if, you know, the whole, give them tough love and I'll give them tough love, then, you know, this is what it's going to be. And I'm trying to get them to push and get into this. And, um, some people might believe in tough love. I don't, we don't believe in tough love. I I don't even think that's a thing that exists. 
I think that is something that was created to, how can I say this? I think that's, that's, that's a, a phrase that was created to not show kindness to someone. So here's the thing. There is, there is, I don't believe it's tough love. I get the, the aspect of what that is. And, you know, with God, it's either he just gives love and love covers a multitude of God knows how many things in your life. But at the end of the day, it can help guide, direct. It can move you into a different place in a positive place. Now, does that mean I'm loving somebody and because they're not, they're doing crazy stuff, whether our children or our siblings or our, even our parents, if they're doing crazy stuff that we just going to, you know, I'm going to love them through it and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this. And that, that's what you do. You, you love them through it, but it's, it's not supporting what they're doing. And it's not even because you believe it's not good, but it's, it's not good for them or anybody else. Because you like something or you like something a whole lot does not mean it's good for you. So that's what you make your decisions on. And I mean, if I guess if people want to call that tough love, then it it is what it is. I call it I call it love. That's what we call it. We just call it loving someone. And, you know, that's not going to help you or help anybody else. So. Yeah. And. I can go a long way with that. I'm not going no deeper than that though. But but that's 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 what that is. That's what that is. The tough love thing is not I don't we don't use that. Um I think it was created for someone not to be kind. Just not to be kind and not supporting someone in something and giving your reason why. Is not telling them why they should not do something. I'm, I'm going deep. I'm gonna stop. I, but my thing is, let's pull it back to relationships. Yeah. Words used in relationships and how they hurt or how they uplift and support and encourage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So, Mr. Andrew Newberg, which I actually read this book. I didn't know who wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called "The Words Can Change Your Brain." Mm-hmm. So I, being what with my background and me loving the cognitive mind and the understand wanting to understand it more and why people think the way they think, I read a lot of stuff like this and do research on it. And when I tell you it it's amazing. Like a lot of people think the brain and the mind are, are the same and it's not. You know, it's it's a lot of different things that you can do. But what can happen is what goes into your mind will shift your brain mm-hmm. and it will shift your brain either in a positive or a negative way. So you have to be careful what you receive from people. You have to be careful what you open up and receive for yourself. You just got to be careful about that and be, be intentionally thinking about what you choose to allow and what you don't. And that's, that's in a relationship as well. In a marriage. So here's the thing about a marriage. The one thing about a marriage is most people, when they go in and they've been married for a long time, like say, excuse me, like say me and you and where we're at in our relationship, I know a lot of things about you that people don't know. Right. So, and that that will happen when you're living with someone. So I've seen my wife ups and I've seen her downs. I've seen her be successful and I've seen her f- for for lack of word fail at some stuff. Miss it. Mm-hmm. But do I use that first of all how how do you how do you manage that as a as a husband? 
even with my wife, she's seen the exact same thing on my side. Me fail, highs, lows, the whole nine. So it's almost like you have to really, really think about how do you manage that? How do, what do I do with this? Now, I don't do it to try to motivate her. You know, I don't be negative towards her to try to motivate her or whatever. Once we got to the solution-minded thinking, our thing is, you know, I have conversations with her. Well, baby, do you really need this? Well, was it really a fail? Did did you learn something out of this? And mm-hmm. then we go through it. And then we pick the positive even out of that. And then we use it for something else. It's it's always, it always starts with your thinking. I don't care what you do. Right. It always starts with your thinking. You have to grow that. You have to evolve that. You have to mature in it. And even the things that you're used to doing, the behaviors, you have to be strong enough to change it if you really want the change to happen. I'm talking too much. You ain't, I don't feel like you ain't talking enough. Well, I wasn't going to interrupt you. Okay. Go ahead and say what you're going to say because I feel like, and I know this this my this my sweet spot, so. Well, you're getting a little sweet. You're hurting my teeth. Okay. I don't know where that came from. But anyway. Um, <laughs> you have to work on your your little sayings. Listen, I'm uh, them they're mine. They're solely mine. So listen, the um the, going back to what the things that you know about me and the things that I know about you, when when some people actually use that for ammunition as to use as words that hurt. You know what I'm saying? And not that we've ever, I don't think we've ever used those, used those experience to you, to be able to use those words to hurt one another. As far as I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think back. I know that earlier on in our relationship before we, you know, before we really learned how to communicate with one another, there would be things said yeah. that were hurtful, you know? But it was only, it was to us. It was just us doing it right and you know say crazy stuff to about each other to other people no 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 but these were i'm talking about excuse me using words to that you know people use in especially in marriages to tear one another down yeah and that some people may think that um that's what i'm saying they they may say well you know it's just a word does it really you know does it really is it really that effective on you is it really does it really damage you that much but the truth of the matter is 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 it does because even though we laugh about it now and Johnny say he don't remember it, there are some words that I remember that Johnny said to me <laughs> when we were leaving carriers on, uh, or the carriers or waters. Uh, one, I don't know if it was a Sunday. I know it was a weekend day and we were leaving there and I don't know what I did or what I didn't do. And you, <laughs> you call me a bad mother. <laughs> what? You did. You did. You did. And I could that not was, believe that you said that to that me. Like, a, so that, I was that like, was oh my God, that what in it. the world did this man just say to me? That was an emotion. That had to be an emotion. It was. So here's the crazy thing. It was. About it was speaking, an emotional response. Speaking out of your emotions. Right. Most of the time, when you speak out your emotions, you don't remember what's said. Because we said this before. Emotions are loyal to your feelings. Mm-hmm. Period. They're not. A, they don't have intelligence to say, "Well, we're not going to do that." You want to say what? <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. Your emotions be like, is yeah, like support. They'll be like, be like what you want to do. Your homegirl that's I ready to you. jump on the dime with yeah, you. Yeah, it's just whatever you want to do. Yeah. Whatever you want to hit him with the car, I got you. Right. Let's do this. Get don't get in the little van. Get in right. the get in the sports car right. so we can do this right. So it it's just supportive to that. But once your feelings your feelings come because of the catalyst for your feelings is a situation, something that is said, whatever the case is. But then once the feelings go away, the emotions die down. Yeah, then but you, you be like, cannot oh take my back God. what you done did, what right. you done said, right. how you done handled something. You can't take it back. So 
we always teach, even if you're in a conversation with your spouse and you're walking through these things, if it get to a place to where you you at a place, hey, take a break, babe. Let me give me a minute because I got some thoughts going on up in here that I need to timber down. So give give me let's give me about an hour. Let me get my mind together. Let me get to thinking healthy so we can get through this and right. make a good decision. Right. See, people, couples don't ever think like that. They don't ever think like that. A hurt person, when they take stab, what you was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. a hurt person will do everything they can. They A hurt person, a, a broken person retaliates. They don't know how to do anything else. That's what broken people do. That's what hurt people do. They retaliate. So if you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you even more. I'm, if you did this to me, I'm going to do it to you even bigger. That's, that's what hurt and broken people do. Right. They don't know how to do nothing else. So you feel like something's going in a good way, but I got this part of my life over here in the corner that nobody don't know about that how I feel, whether it's trauma from your past or whatever the case is. But just like I said earlier, people feel like their trauma, what happened in the past is gone now because the way their life looked to them now. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it is. If you don't deal with it, it's it's waiting for the opportunity to come back. Yeah, It's waiting for the opportunity to arise again. So anytime it sees a re- some residue of you get feelings, that's all, the word feelings again, that's all it needs for you to get that feeling, that one feeling, one more game. Once you get that feeling, trauma say, hey, we up. Feelings get in there. And now the one person, you know, that works and, you know, provide for your family and, you know, bring money home and do all this stuff. Now, all of a sudden, they become your enemy in this one situation. The one person that bore your children and, you know, stay home and cook and all this other stuff that once you were grateful for and you were, you honored them. And this is the crazy thing. We've talked about true motives as well. You can't, can't nobody ever go out and clear land out. The, after they clear land out, the one thing they, 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 well, they test the land first to see if this is a good place for us to clear the land and build something on top of. Mm-hmm. Is the ground go hold it? And that's what a lot of people don't do. They just go someplace, clear the land out, they build something. Then when half of your house is up on the ground, you're trying to figure out what happened. You didn't do the work. Everything requires work. To be better, to be successful, to be richer, to be whatever you're trying to do requires not only a process that you have to go all the way through, but it requires you to put in work. That's just that's just point blank. It's nothing that you do. I don't care from exercising to dieting to, to buying a house to buying a car to buying a bicycle. Everything, everything is a process. Everything. You can't bypass it. You just can't. Even with the easy stuff, like from cooking in an oven to putting it in a microwave, microwave, that's a bum way to do stuff, but still, it requires a process. It's a process that needs to happen. So you can't bypass the process and just get to the finish line. That's never, that's a false finish line. That's a false, that's that's false. And and 2022 right now is so many people that live in a fantasy world because they believe from TV and reality shows and all this other stuff that they put in their mind. Now they're not, they can't tell the difference between the fantasy and the reality until you jump into the fantasy and you living in it as if it's your reality. And then it drops you to the ground. Now, the reality hits. Now the humbleness and the gratefulness and everything come now because everything now fell apart. You about to lose everything. Your house, your cars, your kids, everything. You about to lose it. The fantasy part right now and in this day and age, they've poured on the fantasy part so much. And when I say they, the media, P 
people, they've poured it on so much till you will literally lose the line from fantasy and reality. And then when reality hits, that's when people, that's when stuff fall apart. That's when marriages get broken up. That's when you lose your money, you lose your house. That's when, that's when all that stuff happens. Well, let me tie, tie words into this because apparently my husband has went on another tandem. Um, and so with that, think about it. What gets more airplay? Shows that got, you know, the, the negative words in it, uh, the, the women you know, cussing each other out or f- fighting or telling their man off or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All that yeah. is what's being glamorized. The, the, we talked about this a long time ago, but when Mary Mary came out with their show, the one thing that I said is, I said they must, I said they, I thought they owned their own, you know, station to where they can do this, but they didn't. And I said, at some point in time, they're going to try to intervene and, Implant some kind of sour something to make their relationship jacked up, and then you told me the other day that's why they stopped doing it because they were trying to you know make them more enemies than anything. Because they was having, I think that's issues. what Allison was telling us. Yeah, because they was having issues. Don't mean I don't love my sister no more. It just means we have an issue. We don't agree upon this. We we need to find a common ground or decide what we're gonna do with it. We need to have a solution. That don't mean I'm finna get on here and just tell my sister business and but that's what the world wants. That's what the they media want those wants. words. They want that. They, that's what they want. They want that. And they, they want were, those relationships yeah. jacked up and you calling it each other everything but a child of God yeah. and or hus- or your spouses or whatever. Yeah, they want the fussing and the cussing and the fighting and yeah. the negative energy is what draws draws the attention. Yeah. They want, you know, Tina, I think. They ain't want Tina and her husband to, to work it out. They ain't want that. They ain't want that. They wanted. They thought that was going to be something hot and juicy. And they well, went it literally through. was for a time. It was hot and juicy because she a, <laughs> but she acted all the way up. But that was but it. the the thing that I appreciate about that that was real. It feelings, was real. And it absolutely, was real. absolutely. But even after y'all saw the real. She still had compassion and forgiveness in her heart. Yeah, absolutely. That her relationship and her husband, that was something bigger than what the decision that he made. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that they yeah. stayed together. And, and they stayed together. They and worked God, through yeah. it. And then they moved Heal forward. them. Yeah. See, that could have easily been, they sure would have still been going on right now. Probably making more money than ever if they would have just been evil and mad and nasty with each other. That's just just what the that's the world we live in now. Yeah, you know we want to see feel good movies when you know Thanksgiving and you know during Christmas we want to have feel good. But even now, some of the movies uh, it's crazy. It's just crazy. But that's the world we live in now. That's the that's what people want to see. That's what they want to see. That's why when we come out with our movies and our shows, we go have our own. We go, we go have our own stuff, our own station, our own everything. Cause we go run everything, and it's gonna be what it's gonna be. We ain't bound down to nobody in this station. Well, amen, sir. But that's gonna happen. So let's that's kind of doing the back down to the couple relationship in the words. Well, the one thing that we was able to share um, with a couple is gave them examples of word usage. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Um, and how to really effectively communicate with each other without using words that, you know, would cause a trigger in, in their spouse or cause them to put up that wall of defense. Um Instead of saying, well, you know, you're a liar, you're a cheater, you ain't going to never be, you know, you ain't going to never be a good person or you ain't going to never do this and da, 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 da. And I said, you know, basically what we said was in in a way to, to say it, to say how it's affecting you, because, excuse me, your per- perspective is the perspective that you can speak from because it's you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instead of all that, just simply say, you know, babe, I need to talk to you. Can I tell you that? You know, when this happened, um, 
you know, those that that lie made me feel like I couldn't trust you. And, you know, what I'm saying this is how it affected me. And it made me um, now have do- doubts about the trust and the security in our relationship. Yeah. And so can we talk about a way that we can build, begin to build back up the trust in our relationship and how we can make, you know, make a pact or make a promise to each other that we're not going to lie to one another, no matter how, no matter how ugly the situation is, that we're going to support one another and be here for one another and be truthful and honest with each other because, you know, you my person and I don't want to feel like this with you. And so we had to give them, you know, one, one, uh, the negative, how that could negative, that negative conversation could affect what you're trying to you know, give to your spouse or relate to your spouse versus talking about it from a positive aspect and an aspect of this is my experience. Because I think when you try to, when I, if I'm trying to, we have something going, if Johnny and I have something going on um, and I'm trying to tell him how he should feel or name calling and all those things to him, all that does is put up defenses. Yeah. And so just to keep it, you know, just share what it is from your perspective. So, is that is that what you know that's what we tried to share with them so i'm gonna read a little bit or kind of share with you guys um what verbal and emotional abuse looks like so at the end of the day physical physical abuse we all know is someone wanting to control the person no matter what there's no difference from verbal abuse it's the, ex- Still it's a the form exact of same thing so Wanting the, the to verbal control. abuse, domestic abuse, or verbal abuse is is always a way to get and keep control. That's what they want. They want to get and keep control. So whatever they have to do to do that, and when I say get and keep control, that's over a person. So that's whether it's your kids, your spouse, whatever the case is. An emotional abuser keeps others under their thumb by blaming and shaming. Because if I, in part, and uplift you, you might grow bigger than me Hmm. and leave me. So now I need to keep you here and make you stay little because if you get any bigger, you might have a thought process of leaving me. So this is what's going to happen. That's, again, that's a trauma. That is a trauma. If you got to do that, that is a trauma. Uses name-calling, swearing, and other forms of contempt to convince his partner, his or her partner, that she is not worthy of better treatment. There are people who grew up and they have self-esteem issues, they have depression issues, they have a lot of these different things. And... Again, if you don't go get help for that stuff because you build on top of it does not mean it goes away. So if you got two broken people together and most of the time broken people, they might not know the the actual name for what's going on with you, but they know the characteristics. So if you know, hey, babe, how I look in this? I don't look too fat. I don't look to this. Do it make me look, you know, do it make me, do it make me? That's self-esteem. That's characteristics of self-esteem. So they grab a hold of that and now they keep you under their thumb. So if you put on something and it's fire, they go tell you it's not. Because now I don't want you going out looking and feeling like you all that when you don't, you need to stay in your place. You need to stay right here where you don't know or think or feel no more about yourself than what, what I allow you to do. Hmm. Highly manipulative displays narcissistic tendencies. What kind of tendencies? Narcissistic. That's wrong? Narcissi- narcissistic? Well, I left one of the sisters out. It's okay. It's all right. Narcissistic. It's a lot Narciss- of sisters in there. Narcissistic. Narcissistic uh-huh. tendencies uh-huh. and refuse to take personal responsibility f- for the difficulty 
in the relationship, in the marriage. Y'all, when I tell you stuff is so true. Stuff is, is is so true. And this is people. Why are you laughing at? Because I had pause for a long time. You still laughing? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. What you laughing at? Go ahead, man. What you what's funny? So in in uh in um wrapping all of this up, y'all, words hurt. The the old adage is not true. They whether you're in a relationship from parent to child, child to parent even. <laughs> um, or spouse, one spouse to the other spouse, um, or even in friendships. Huh? How about that? And so even in the one thing that I'm very extremely glad for is my growth and my maturity, because like I said, even in friendships, I'm still careful with the verbiage and the words that I use. And some people you know, because they don't know how to to conversate with people or because they operate out of a certain um, place in their life of hurt or whatever that it looks like for them, they don't know how to, you know, how to talk to people. They don't know how to handle people. Um, and like I said, that's all relationships across the board. Just know, you know, I'm never going to handle or talk to Johnny recklessly. You know, my children, my grandchildren, our parents, and even the the people that I'd call friend, I'm not going, I'm never going to try to handle them recklessly and say words to them that, that may hurt them. I say, I think even a part of that is just being mature enough to know how to talk to people. Yeah, but here's the thing. What you said was, I'm never going to. That mean, that don't mean that you never feel like you want to. Right. But I make the conscious decision to yeah. know if I need to just be quiet, like Johnny said, or if, you know, or if I'm, if I'm, if I have my thoughts together enough to be able to relay how I feel without being reckless. And so that's it for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I thank God for growth and for knowing that I, you know, I need to step away. That's growth. Knowing if you need to step away before you have that conversation, because those words can damage that person, no matter what relationship it's in. And so that's mm -hmm. what I, my 29 cents that I wanted to add into it. So, BRM gave some great tools on positive language shifts. So I'm going to share this with you guys because I believe it can literally work in a relationship as well as a business because it deals with the personal. So the first one is, and this is what it talks about. It says compatibility instead of process. Number two is convergence instead of alignment. Number three is shared ownership instead of accountability. And when I was reading these things, it really got me to thinking. So the next one is the demand shaping instead of demand management. Mm -hmm. And the last one is business capabilities instead of services. So... These are called the positive language shifts. So in a nutshell, what this does is instead of a person trying to get you to latch on to something that they're doing, it allows a person to give you the ability to be where you're at and do what you can in, in your lane at your capacity. Yeah. Everybody has their own growth that they have to do. They own evolving. So in order to sometimes if if one person is here operating and another person is here operating and you want this person to come up here, even in a marriage, you know, if, if Deidre is here operating and I'm here operating and then she said, well, I need you to come up here because I'm trying to move and you slowing us down and this, that and the other. What she does is she sees what she might have here that I can I can do where I'm at and then allow the growth to happen and the maturity to happen. And then I'll step up. And that's vice versa. 
with with you know with the husband and the wife or the wife and the I I can't be so immature to where I don't get that my wife has to lead in some of these lanes. Yes, I'm the leader. And this is the thing, me being the leader of my household, that is a leadership choice. I can't be great at what I do if she's not great at what she does, period. Whether she's following or whether she's leading. I cannot be great at what I do if she's not great at what, and vice versa. It just can't happen. And those who think that they can do it, go ahead and try to lead some. Lead by yourself. You leading and you have no followers, don't that make you a leader? Mm. That's literally the the that's not the definition of a leader. It's just not. And if you can't lead your household, how? How I and I'm gonna take and this I'm say this and this is the last thing I'm gonna okay. I cannot trust you if you're on my team. And you can't lead your household. My Lord. Because if you can lead everything else besides your household, that is a representative of what you're showing me. And it's not the real you. My Lord. So if you can't lead your household that you live, you breathe, it's your daily consistent life that you do on a daily basis. And if these people are not influenced by what you do and the decisions that you make and how you lead your household, how in the world are you going to lead anybody or anything else? What what will happen is you will get in there and you might be all right for a little while, but it's not going to last. It's just not going to last. So I'm going to end on that. Mo, what else you got? That's all I, I got, boo. This is this is where this is this is where I I can go all day. I know, but I got I got it. So I'm good. This book, one of the books that I read, it was Andrew. Um, Andrew Newberg, and it's called "Words Can Change Your Brain." It's another book that I am going to read. And it's called Language Matters, and it's by Aaron Barnes. And he's actually the CEO of Business Relationship Management. So I'm I'm going to get that book and read it. And believe it or not, sometimes, sometimes, and you and you have to be mature enough to understand this, sometimes you have to read up out of where you're at but where you want to go to bring it back down to use it here to elevate you to move with guidance and direction up sometimes to become the person that you you see yourself to be you have to move out of your situation where you're at now and move here not to stay and not to leave but to bring it back down and help build this because a lot of the stuff that you need up here, it's going to have to be here before you can go up here and literally walk it out. You can't go up because just like I said, if you leave this in shambles, and what I mean by this is your family, yourself, your children, your wife. If you leave that in shambles and get up here and put on a suit and you can speak well and you're around oh, why people. Speak you saw well. how I saw that? Mm-hmm. You can speak well speak and you're well. around a different environment mm-hmm. and people seeing you and they see the potential in you and all this other stuff. And then they give you a chance, but you don't have what it takes, what you need. To sustain you? You can't. Hmm. Eventually, they're going to see the real you. We already said, we already told you, I don't care what representatives are not there to be there for for the long the duration no they're there to come in like robert horry he came in fourth quarter he gonna shoot the three win the game but that's all i got for you i ain't playing no four quarters i ain't playing all these minutes i'm coming in i'm gonna give my part it's valuable it's gonna make it do what it do it's gonna push us forward it's gonna help everybody but that's all i got 
And until you mature, until a person matures in a place to understand where they at and had their true motives and they understand that, and then they allow themselves to grow into and evolve into and then be able to have the capacity to receive that and then move in it, then all you're doing is sending representatives up here, which the representative go get you through the first, on the first flow, but then when you get up on the 12th flow, they gonna be looking at it. Well, you ain't gonna make Floor. it to the 12th. You ain't gonna make it to the 12th flow. You will get on the first flow, and by the time you get ready to get to the second flow, I said flow. F L O W. What's the problem? Floor. Floor. You on the first floor. And then by the time you done fool all the people on the first floor, somebody on the first floor gonna catch you. And then once you get ready to go to the second floor, then the people will already be looking for the red flags. And you won't even make it. You just won't. You just won't. Sometimes your skill and your talent can get you, but your character can't keep you. I'm finished because my wife got this crazy look on her face. And I know why, because I'm still talking. <laughs> It's okay. Y'all, if we've ever, in any of these hundreds and something episodes that we've done, if it's helping your relationship, please make sure you tell your friends and share us with everybody. Momentswiththemobilies.com is our website. From there, you can get to anywhere. We're on social media as Moments with the Mobleys, except for Twitter. We are Mobley Moments on Twitter. Do us a favor, go to YouTube, like, share, subscribe. All those things for us. Mob Stars, thank y'all for checking in. Thank y'all for staying. Patrons, we appreciate y'all. Um, all the links are in the description below. Again, we appreciate y'all. We about to go. Right, Mo? Yes, about to go. All right. Let's so see. what's the closing? All right. This. This has been Moments with the Mobleys. I am your man, Johnny Mobley Jr. Y'all, I'm his wife forever, Deidre Mobley. And we something like ordinary. Company. With extraordinary purpose. Peace out. Night, night.